Good morning. This is Jaffe Lee, Public Information Officer and Preparedness Planner for the Florida Department of Health, and this is Flagler Health Matters. With me in the studio today, I have Deanna Dempsey, Director of Me in Progress, or at MIP. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jaffe. Happy to be here. And you brought a guest with you today. I have. I brought our program director, Brandon Stewart. Want to introduce yourself, Brandon? Hey, my name is Brandon Stewart, the program director of MIP. I'm really happy to be here. Welcome to you both. It's so exciting to get this information out to our listeners about what you guys got going on. Let's start the conversation about what you're doing. Give us a little background about who you are first. Deanna, you want to start? Absolutely. So as Jeffy said, my name is Deanna Dempsey, and my career for the last 13 years has been centered on student development and empowerment using wellness at the collegiate level. So I've worked at the University of Florida, University of Connecticut, MIT up in Cambridge, and most recently, Emory-Riddle Aeronautical University. Fantastic. How did you land here in Flagler County? So I'm actually a Florida native and um, went up to New England for grad school, ended up staying there for a little bit. Um, So when an opportunity to come back to Florida, home Emory-Riddle opened up, I took it. And Absolutely loved working in the college setting, but my heart has always been my actual first job ever was coaching high school soccer. So my heart has been in the high school world. So this opportunity to help high school students at Flagler open and I knew I had to take it. Well, welcome. We're really lucky to have you here. And what about you, Brandon? Uh, So my name is Brandon Stewart. I'm from Miami, Florida. Uh, Before I started with MIP, I was actually at Bethune-Cookman as a mentor for uh, graduation assurance, just making sure that kids were going to school and doing what they needed to do. Uh, after I left there, I became the head basketball coach at Mainland High School. Um, simultaneously, I got on with Easter Seals and continued to work my way up into being promoted into being the MIP program director. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about this program and what exactly we have going on. Me in Progress. What is this program all about? So Me in Progress, or MIP, is a after-school wellness program for high school students, specifically here in Flagler County. Um, I can kind of give you a background of how it started, the idea behind that. Sure. So it was developed to combat the mental health crisis in our youth today. And uh, what happened was our CEO, CFO, and VP of philanthropy all had high school daughters at the same time. And their high school daughters wanted to see a counselor. They wanted to see a therapist. And the problem was access to seeing a counselor or therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, The wait list to see somebody was months unless they were in crisis, and that kind of sped it up, but it still was longer than they liked. Mm -hmm. So they did some research and saw the trends. Um, I mean, mental health is an issue across the board, but specifically in Generation Z, who are high schoolers now. Um, In the last 10 years, there's been a 20% increase in the number of students diagnosed with anxiety. So it's one in three now. Mm -hmm. The number of hospitalizations for suicidal thoughts and attempts has doubled in that same time frame. And Flagler County specifically is designated as a federally medical health services shortage area or a mental health desert. So this is a targeted program for a specific reason. Correct. So we're trying to increase that access to mental health. And then I'll kind of talk about how our programs will do that as well. Wonderful. So thinking about um, the reasoning behind this, you know, I visited your facility and everything that you just said is going to be very different from a teen's perspective, though, almost because it is a fun zone. It is. So we're trying to add that 
cool factor to wellness and therapeutic modalities. So our programs are going to be based off of things a counselor would typically recommend someone to do. Like, have you tried yoga? Have you tried going outside? Have you tried exercise, journaling? And a student might nod their head and say, yeah, yeah, I've heard that's really great. I should do that. But there's a lot of barriers that exist, whether it's intimidating, lack of resources, lack of support, not really sure how to start. So we'll be doing that in a supportive and safe environment where they can relax, be themselves. They can explore who they are, what they want to be, but also these therapeutic modalities, but most importantly, develop connections because that's something that this generation is struggling with. And I think uh, to add, I think there is. It's, it's cool to be able to have fun while you're taking care of your mental health. It's cool to be able to be in a safe place while you're taking care of your mental health. I think all of these, if you, I know you've been to the MIP. It's mm-hmm. so much, it's so many different avenues that you can touch so many different lives just based off of what they relate to. So I think that, you know, everything that we have in there definitely will be a complement to what we're trying to do with MIP. What a great age to get the foundation to take care of your mental health when you're young and when you're in high school. What are the age specifically for this program, if you can put that out there to the listeners? Absolutely. So high school students around 14 to 18, that being said, if you're a 19-year-old and still in high school, we're flexible with that. I know, Brandon, you were going to add something to that. Yes. I um, I think that it was 14 to 18, and the type of student that MIP is looking for, uh, we talk about it all the time. These these students, they don't walk around seeming like they they need help or seeming as if there's something wrong with their mental health. They walk around, they look like they're fine, but it's when they go home and it's nothing to do at home or it's no one to talk to at home. That's where we want MIP to come in. So it's definitely uh, something that we're up for the challenge for to find these kids that uh, ultimately slip through the cracks because they don't give a they don't they don't have a chance to be able to talk to someone. And because nobody's looking for them because they don't seem like anything is wrong. But I think with MIP, we want to be able to be that safe place for them so that they know that somebody's there for them as well. I want to ask something with what you just said. It could be a full family conversation. Would you agree with that? Because it may be a student that um, can't recognize that they're having some mental health issues. And it could be a family conversation where a parent might say, I've noticed a couple changes. Are you having any problems at school? Are you feeling as though you could be depressed? Or I noticed a change in your behavior. Yeah, exactly. What, what you just said is exactly, I think, one of the definitions of the type of kid that we will be looking for, which is why we want to be out in the community as much as we are so that parents know who we are as well. So when parents do see that change, they're able to kind of direct them to us so that we can continue to do what we're trying to do. That's wonderful. You know, we need these conversations to happen in Flagler County because we have so many of them here in the studio and it's about a stigma towards yeah. mental health even with young people. And like you had said, Deanna, what was the statistic? Did you say one in three? One in three. Wow. Yeah. And if you, nowadays, if you even, if you even say mental health, people automatically think it's something negative, right? which is not true at all. I mean, I think if I just said right now, mental health, I think it's up to the person to think good or to think bad about it. And I think, you know, especially with social media and mental health is like a, I don't want to call it a trend now, but it almost is a trend of people just saying, if something's not feeling right, automatically saying, oh, it's my mental health. When sometimes it may just be, you're just having a bad day. Your mental health may not be, but since it's used so much, I think so much get thrown at mental health and it just creates it to be, everybody has an issue with mental health now. And I think if you have 
safe places like MIP. I think that gives kids a chance to really understand what their health is actually. Because it's it's a lifetime of taking care of your mental health. It's sure. not just a, oh, I'm going to do this right now. I never have to do it again. It's ongoing throughout. Because stress never goes away. <laughs> no, right? Actually, yeah, Jeff, like, Jeffy, you, great point. Because one of our biggest things is helping students build resilience. Mm-hmm. Uh I hate to say, like, adulting isn't going to get any easier. No. And that's a Listen, lot of the reason why we're... I tell one of my yeah. mentees right now, I tell her, I'm like, you are living some of the best days in your life right, right. now. <laughs> Even if it doesn't feel like it, trust right. me, like, these are some of the best days in your life because it doesn't just go away. It doesn't. And yeah. so we're targeting high school because this is kind of the last chance before mm-hmm. they go out into the real world oh, and the real gosh. world is like, figure it out, you're an adult. Yeah. And so a lot of what MIP is about is reducing that stigma because people just automatically think therapy counseling, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I, as someone who's in the fitness world, I consider this, uh, having a therapist or a counselor is a personal trainer for your brain. Like no one judges someone for having a personal trainer. Like it shouldn't be the same for therapy. But on top of that, like they think therapy counseling, they automatically are like, nope, I I can't, I don't want to pursue mental health services. But what we're doing is the therapeutic lifestyle changes that you can do forever. Great. That is that is something I haven't seen in Flagler County um, and could be very well received and is definitely needed. So let's dig into that a little bit about what is going to be happening, where you're located, if there's a cost involved, involved, and then also let's talk a little bit about how you're funded, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Um, I can start with the address mm-hmm. and then you can talk about funding yeah, and then we'll fine. go back to what we're doing. That's fine. All that's right. Fine. Perfect. 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 Okay. So we're located on US 1 at 3389 North State Street um, in Benel. So like right on the edge of Benel and Palm Coast. And our biggest landmark is Verdego. So if you know where Verdego yeah. is, we are just north of that. Great location. So State Street being US 1, mm-hmm. um, not to get the two confused. And it is a brand new building. It's in a great complex. The brand new. We're the first ones to be in there. And everything about our building was student designed. So we had high schoolers design um, our reading nook area, gaming station, our snack cafe. Everything that's in there has been picked out by a student. Yeah, it's a great facility. It's a well-designed place. Thank you. And to get into our funding, we were... Uh, tremendously blessed to be able to be funded uh, $750,000 from Flagler Cares to do exactly what we're doing right now. I think that, as Dee stated earlier, about Flagler being almost a a mental health uh, desert for therapy and uh, counselors and things of that nature, I think this is something that they seen that was very, very valuable to the Flagler County area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that, uh, you know, with them doing that for us, we, we know that if someone was that willing to invest into MIP, we know that it's worth it and we know that it's needed. Now it's just about, you know, putting in the time, gaining the trust from the community Mm -hmm. and being able to follow through what what we want to do. What's your plan for that? Because that's a really good point. Like you're going to gain the trust of Flagler County. I, it's so wonderful to meet you today. And And, um, I know I've seen Deanna out in the community Mm -hmm. and a few different um, Flagler schools events. So what is it going to be from here? What's your plan to start getting students in the door? Uh, I think that what what me and Dee has been doing, she's been uh, we've been tabling at different events. Mm -hmm. We have been meeting different businesses that's in the area. We have been making sure that we know the next event that's going to be here so that we can be there as well, because I think the most important thing about trust is consistency and i think if people can see mip consistently and know that know what we're about and see understand what we're doing Mm -hmm. i think that uh you know in a way 
it's so needed here that it will be almost inevitable that we'll start to get students. I think that uh, going to tabling events, I also think continuing to collaborate with businesses. I also think maybe coming on this station again at some point. Oh, yeah. I also think uh, different things of that nature and just being visible to the community, I think, is the first start. Definitely. I was like, I'll add to that. Like one of our outreach events, which was really fun, was last week at the Wawa Mm. at FPC. So if you guys are unfamiliar, that is a major hangout spot for FPC students. So we had an event where we were giving out free subs. And to get the free subs, students just had to tell us like something they were proud of. The theme was like, there's no substitute for you. (laughs) And so it was a great opportunity just to connect. And I think it was refreshing for the students too to have adults who just wanted to talk to them. Uh, Weren't there to supervise them or tell them to like – getting it out like we were just there like hanging out they're like really you just want to talk and we're like yep that's that's kind of what we want to do so we're doing those types of events so if you ever see us please say hi Um, we're excited to meet all of you but we're also looking for referrals from various organizations who work with teens and within the school okay so i when i was at the location it's it's like a teen center but not there's a counseling center there as well. Do you want to talk to that piece a little bit? Absolutely. So we're going to actually have a counselor on staff. Right now we have a contract with Presbyterian Counseling Center. And so the the program, MIP itself, is free. There's no registration fee or anything like that. Counseling will have a fee associated with it, but they do take insurance and Medicaid Mm -hmm. as well. So that would be the only thing right now that MIP would charge for. Um, We have met with some of the school therapists and counselors here and there, and they're very excited about MIP and have already offered to come volunteer and do group therapy there as well. Um, And in the summer, when they don't have access to the rooms at school, they used to do their counseling sessions at like Dunkin' or Starbucks. And as you can imagine, that's not very private. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've asked if they can come to MIP and do those sessions there during the summer. We're like, absolutely. So this will even be a shared space for other group organizations to be able to use your location correct so in our eyes and it helps increase the visibility of mip um, and what services we're providing which is something we're really striving to do but also helps and gives back to the community who has a lot of the same missions and goals that we have what are the hours of operation or what does that look like in a structured day at mip so right now the plan is around two to seven, um, but everything we do is student-centered designed. So if they are still hanging out and they want to stay till eight, that might shift to eight. If they're all leaving by six, it might shift up to six. We're still trying to reach out to the homeschool community. That's an area that we have been lacking in. But if there's homeschool students who want to come do their work at MIP during the day, we might shift it from 11 to seven. So right now, flexible, but we're going to go with the after school two to seven. And it's... Uh tremendously like d keeps saying student design like that is it 100 percent. so me and d can say we're going to have mip open from 8 a.m to 11 a.m if no students ever come then we're not doing our job so that would make us make a decision to say okay let's see when the students want to be here let's see when they can be here so that we can actually be effective with what we're trying to do so our our hours will probably come from when we get those teens in and we get more you know, insight on when they'll be available or when they'll be willing to be at MIP and participate, then we'll know a stricter you know, uh, idea of when our hours are. How do you organize a student design facility? How do you plan on doing that going forward? So <clears throat> my background, like I said, is in collegiate setting. And um, a lot of it is in campus recreation. And if you're unfamiliar with that, campus recreation They have professional staff who kind of keep the lights on, but the students run the show. Um, They're very heavily involved in the logistics, the programming, the assessment, the ideas. So 
with that. It's kind of once building mm-hmm. building trust with those students and kind of finding their interest. Like, hey, I see you've been coming to a lot of our community service hour opportunities. Do you want to be on our community service committee? Do you want to be the community service manager? And eventually building that leadership from within. So this is theirs. This is ownership of their program. So there's a lot of leadership opportunities here. Yeah. And from the beginning, we uh, had focus groups where we would basically ask them, we would, we would meet at an office and we would basically ask them, Hey, uh, you know, if you're not feeling so well one day, you know, what would you want to do? And the answers are, well, I wish I had to punch, right? We have a punching bag at MIP. Well, I would just want to play my video game. We have video games at MIP. Well, I just will want to have an area where I can just sit and write. We have a reading center at MIP. Well, I would just want some more. Everything I'm saying, we basically made it from teenagers telling us what they would want to do. And for the most part, if it's one teenager, then times 10, right? Then if yeah. it's 10 teenagers, <laughs> times 10. If it's 100, times. So it's that's how it was designed. And I think for us as adults, we had to also put in the counselor part because they, they're probably not going to think of that part. But to work with them to actually design the program, and that's why we are so confident in the program because teenagers design it themselves. I'm going to jump back on that counselor part because our counselor that we will have on staff, um, she was wonderful, and she was talking to us the other day, and she's like, so when I don't have a client, can I just come hang out and play video games and play ping pong with you guys? We're like, absolutely. So our counselor is committed to getting to know these students and being there for them outside of therapy. And for us, that's a win. So when we're talking to them and we're like, have you ever thought about talking to somebody about that? And at first they might be like, I don't know. Like, well, Whitney's a counselor. Wait, Whitney, who I just played ping pong with? Like, absolutely. And so that's going to hopefully, again, get rid of another barrier. And those, those, uh, all of those, the untraditional ways, I would say, of therapy, where you talk about gaming, you talk about uh, board games, uh, you talk about the reading center, being able to sit with someone and talk to them. I think that's one of the ways you break down barriers. Uh, Students won't want to talk to someone that they don't feel like and relate to them. So if someone is down to earth enough to play the video game with me, then I think I would want to talk to them. If they're down to earth enough to want to play ping pong with me, and I, especially if the student beats you, right? And now you're showing some type of, you know, uh, vulnerability, yeah, that you're human. Yeah. And then that, that would make them want to talk to you. So I think it's, you know, it's, this is amazing. Talk about your referral process a little bit since you're bringing all this to the table and um, the trust that can be involved uh, to get a student into the door. What's the best way to get a referral to you? So we do have a referral link that is on our website, Instagram, and Facebook now. They're all updated and ready to go. Fantastic. Um, so anyone who knows of a student, whether it's a teacher, a guidance counselor, a coach, a parent, uh, a grandparent, anyone can fill out that form and we reach out to them. Um, there's also just an interest form. So if someone's like, I've heard of this, but I'm not sure, you don't have to have a referral. Referral's not needed. Anyone could walk through the door and sign up. Um, but the referral kind of opens the door for us to contact them. But you can also reach out to us at any point to get more information. So a process to um, get to MIP is either through the referral or the interest form. Correct. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Or like even a, I'll take an email, like an email, phone email. call. We will find like if you want info, we'll find you. We'll get you what you need. We'll give you tours to our facility. Um, there is like an enrollment packet that they would have to fill out, um, obviously get permission release forms from their parents because there is uh, transportation for school provided as well. So we would need to kind of get the logistics of that. So we don't want a parent calling like, I thought my student was with you. And we're like, they're not with us. So we need, there is a registration, but referral opens the door for us to start that process. 
So we're talking about the Me in Progress, MIP, with Deanna and Brandon, which is a free program here in Flagler County uh, dedicated to serving Flagler County high schoolers through wellness programs and mentorship. This is located out on US-1. The address is 3389 North State Street in Bunnell, and the registration form and the other form, the intake form, is all located online, and you can find them on social media. The form that I have here actually has a QR code, too, um, but you guys are out in the community, you're talking to students, and you have a lot of activities that you're planning to do that will be student-led as well. Do you have anything on the calendar as of right now? So we're still waiting for that van. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, we're waiting for that van, but... It- We've got the wrap approved, so once that van is ready to go, we're going to start bringing students in. Um, We're looking to have yoga on a weekly basis. Um, We'll have one of our ideas is Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about it Tuesday. So Taco Tuesdays coming in, having other community leaders as well present, but really the sky's the limit. As we mentioned, everything is student-led, so our programs will be always growing and evolving with our students' needs. Uh, We have plans to take them outside of MIP, take them to go rock climbing in St. Augustine, uh, Dillion Springs for some paddle and pancakes. We've been working with um, the bike men and POW to explore these amazing bike trails we have here in Flagler County. So really it's, I mean, possibilities are endless. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, you know, for us, we want to make sure that we're able to maybe X out any uh, barriers that they may have because transportation is important. Yes. And we understand that everyone won't have transportation. So we want to wait until we know that we're able to transport them to MIP before we start to put things on the calendar because it's just, you know, that was one of the questions that we had at Wawa, you know, uh, how am I going to get there? And we talked about that. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I think that that's important. And I think that also shows the dedication that we have to actually, you know, help MIP become successful, that we're willing to come and get students so that we can show them this place. We talked about that when I came to the location, and it sounds like you guys are working really hard to make sure that barrier is something that's resolved, and you are looking at that. And it's a big issue here in Flagler mm-hmm. County. Transportation has always been in a multitude of different um, facets a issue for many people. So it's great that you're even able to have a transportation vehicle as part of this program, and you're going to be well-established. This is just the very beginning of this program that's going to be established here for quite a while. So um, just knowing that you're looking at being able to do transportation for different outdoor activities is is great but now is the time to get in so for anyone who's listening and you think that this is something that you want to get involved in or if you're a parent and you think that this could be a great way um, to get your child your student involved then go to the website or go to the social media start looking around um, and read about what MIP is but also if you're a community partner what's the best way to get involved Oh, we are actively seeking volunteers, community leaders. Is my opinion, and I'm sure Brandon will add to this as well. Is there the amount of role models that these students can have? Like, is endless. So we've had people we've talked to, like Flagler Ors and Epic Behavior Services, and they're like, "Can we just come and hang out on Taco Tuesday night, or can we come to the yoga class?" And I'm like, "Absolutely," because. Um, 
we're hoping to connect with as many students as possible. And but maybe Brittany from Flagler or somebody really connects to her. And now that's that mentor, that role model that that student's been looking for. So those are options. But as well, if you have a talent or a skill that you would like to offer to our students or you think may be of use, um, we had someone mention that they are professional cartoonists and they would come in and maybe do some art therapy with our students or musical therapy or Actually, we're actively looking for a, a yoga instructor, one or two uh, yoga instructors. So if you've got anyone who is interested in either volunteering or we will, uh, we can talk about contracts for yoga. But we're looking for any new source to introduce our students to. And I think the most important thing is, like Dee said, you never know who a student is going to relate to. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can get uh, so many good people that's on the same page, I think that's when possibilities are endless. Yeah, so true. You know, you, you don't know what it is that one person may connect to in terms of what they're looking for or need in their life. So looking for community partners is wonderful. If anyone is listening, um, they can contact you. How? How can they contact you? Uh, I would say by email address and phone number is probably the easiest way. Again, they could also, if they filled out any form or followed us on social media, we're really quick. I manage the social media as of right now. Eventually, maybe a student, but right now it's me. So. She does a great job with the social media. <laughs> That's so nice. Thanks, Brandon. So you two are, are working together. Yes. And yes. Um, Deanna, go ahead and put your information out there for anyone who's listening, your phone number. Sure. So my phone number, the easiest way, honestly, it's just my cell phone right now, mm-hmm. is 407 714 4000. Okay. Very good. Perfect. Social media is good for everything else. And then do you, how do you, how many do you expect to have coming on board with you as you grow your team? Oh, as a staff? Yeah. Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, Right now it's dynamic duo, the team of two, but I would say as we grow, I was about to say, yeah, I think that's another thing that's going to be as we move along. Like Mm -hmm. as of right now, me and D has been doing a great job, just tag team and everything. Yeah. And as we move along and, you know, that's, that's a good problem in a way. That is. You know, that's we, right. You get more people, so you need more staff. And I think that'll be something that will be, you know, that'll be helpful for us. Well, I know that I'm going to make sure I keep you both involved in everything that we do with the Florida Department of Health. I will continue to forward you both all the information that I get for community meetings and anything that we're involved with, because what you're doing is really important and we need it here in Flagler County. So I'm looking forward to uh, having more conversations in the future. And in fact, we'll just go ahead and book the next radio show for maybe like three months out and we'll check in again. I love it. I appreciate Thank you so it, much. Jeffy. Sound good? All Thank right. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thank you so much. So this has been another edition of Flagler Health Matters. You can find past episodes of the show at flaglerbroadcasting.com slash podcast. I'm Jaffe Lee with the Florida Department of Health. Have a great weekend and please stay tuned for an important message from the state. The Florida Department of Health Flagler wants you to know that your Flagler school student is eligible for a no-cost eye exam and no-cost glasses if eligible in partnership with Florida Hiken Children's Vision Program, LLC. This annual no-cost eye exam is offered to every Flagler County school student who qualifies to participate. Parents and guardians of students pre-K through grade 12 can apply now by visiting www.floridahiken.org. That is spelled H-E-I-K-E-N. Registration is required. The statewide Florida Hiken Children's Vision Program mission is to ensure that all school-age children who do not pass their vision screening have access to a comprehensive eye examination, including dilation and glasses if required, to give them the best chance at academic 
success. These no-cost services are offered statewide, and the Florida Department of Health Flagler, in partnership with Flagler Schools, is proud to bring this program to you. Apply now by visiting www.floridahiken.org or call 386-313-7069 for more information. Dear Miami Lighthouse Hiking Children's Vision Program, I am so glad you gave me these glasses. I can see better now. Now I can copy from the board without making any mistakes. I can see very clearly with the glasses. Thank you. Are you looking for a new career that will offer growth, learning, and the ability to help your local community? Look no further than the Florida Department of Health Flagler in Benal. We are hiring. Working for the state of Florida is more than a paycheck. We offer a total compensation package for employees that features a highly competitive set of benefits for qualifying jobs, including annual leave and sick leave, nine paid holidays, state group insurance coverage options, including health, life, dental, and vision, retirement plan options, including employer contributions, tuition waivers, flexible spending accounts, and more. Are you looking for a job in the dental field? We're hiring. Are you looking for a job in the business sector? We're hiring. Our positions start above the current minimum wage. Go to jobs.myflorida.com and search for jobs today using Benel or 32110. Again, that's jobs.myflorida.com and find your Florida Department of Health Flagler job today.